part of the problem with smoking is that I get really bad dry mouth. <laughs> so, what was I just saying? You've been smoking the devil's blood, <laughs> is what saying. Sanus Lapidus. Welcome to the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we're here to review Disney Channel Original Movies. DCOMs. To see if they get a puff or a patch from us in 2020, but today, yeah. alas, we are not reviewing a Disney Channel Original Movie. No. Today, we are taking a tea break. So this is our second episode of November, and we feel like after... No, our first episode. First of November? Yeah, because the last one we did was Hocus Pocus right before Hocus Halloween. Hocus And we felt like, you know, we've given you guys a lot of DCOMs. Mm-hmm. A lot of Disney shit. A lot of Disney shit. It was, it was a sprint through Halloween. I'm glad that you guys stick with this. But we were like, hey, we like other movies. There are other movies that Wiggles hasn't seen before. Yeah. And we were like, hey, we need a tea break from Disney movies. We need something that's just a little bit different, so and, we switched it up this week. And, 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 we had to celebrate. We had something to celebrate. Why don't you tell us what they had to celebrate, Wiggles? We had to celebrate getting rid of this hot. No, neither hot Cheeto. It's not a hot Cheeto. We gotta get rid of this. We Cheeto. enjoy hot Cheetos. Yeah, we actually fucking love love hot Cheetos with lime. He is just a Cheeto. This motherfucker is out. I hope they discontinue his foundation. He has a foundation. Whatever the fuck is on his face, I hope they discontinue that color. Oh, the foundation. Like like his makeup. Oh, no, 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 no. Like no, no. They makeup. already have told him he can't have a charity anymore. <laughs> because he abused the Trump Foundation. So, yeah, he doesn't have a foundation, actually. <laughs> because he had it taken away from him because he's fucking corrupt. And now he's a lame duck president. Yep. And all he can do is sit and spin about it. And I feel great. And I'm like low-key living for a new presidency and our first woman in the White House. Yeah, Madam Vice President. I didn't vote for Joe. I voted for Kamala. Hey, I voted for Joe. I didn't. Because... (laughs) There was only two real options for president, and the other one was Donald fucking Trump. Yeah, but I mean, like... And I would rather vote for Kanye West than Donald Trump. Like, I and was that's how low the bar is. drawn to the polls to vote for her than I was to vote for Joe Biden. I mean, you know I'll, keep it, I'll keep it a stack. Like, was not excited to vote for Joe, but what I do think is 100% true about Joe Biden is that, like, he wants to do right by the people who voted for him. And, you know, we just have to hold him accountable. But what I do 100% know is that that's a complete 180 from the past four years. (laughs) You know? I uh, appreciate at least having somebody who you may get frustrated with his ineffectiveness sometimes, but what you won't be is frustrated with the effectiveness of his hatred. Also, I am going to say... I, this better be the last white man we have in this office for a while. Hey, I mean, you said it, but I, I, I'm I mean, tired of old white men. 
Yo, <laughs> I'm I'm really tired of people acting as if like racism is just like a political opinion that some people have, like Pepsi and Coke. Like and I wasn't a fan of Hillary last time, but I was like, you know what? I can I can do it. I can get excited about her. It's it's setting. It's a it'll be a historic moment in time. And um, I wasn't excited about voting for Joe Biden, but I did it. But I'm like, you know what? We just really need a woman president. Yeah. We need more women of color in the White House. Absolutely. We need, like, people that have sacrificed everything their whole careers to fight for these injustices. We need their voices at the table. <laughs> we need we need the squad in the White House, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we need the squad. So, that's what I'm going to say about that. But, we partied yesterday and, you know, I will be honest, we didn't, we watched this movie before we found out. Um, but, this was a nice, nice relief from, like, our doom scrolling. And it was, like, nice to feel like I had to watch something because I'd never seen it before. And it was a fun movie to watch. But, we're going to be honest with you, Drumline, starring Nick Cannon and Zoe Saldana. Yeah. It was, um, you know, not like a movie that had a lot of a storyline. And so... <laughs> We didn't, we didn't write a script for this. No, but I'm saying like the story, like the whole movie. We'll talk about it. In a hey, but like hey, there was a hey, lot of drumming. We, we this it's, we reviewed drumline, so I expected we reviewed it. decams on this show. Let's not act like there's a standard of excellence here. No, there's definitely that not. drumline failed to hit. <laughs> but I also feel like um, you know it was a minimal storyline. It was. It was one of my favorite movies. It was a good as movie. As a band kid growing up in the early 2000s. It was... What instrument did you play? I played okay. the clarinet and the bassoon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Love a man who can work a double reed, let me tell you, ladies. <laughs> you know, don't knock it till you try it. Uh, tongue game. <laughs> but, yeah, it's... Uh, it was actually the most like honest and fun depiction of southern style marching band Mm -hmm. and honestly i don't think there's been anything like it since in the shit almost 18 years since his original release date and i i told kk i'm like i you know grew up in southern california like I was in band, but I was in jazz band. I was I was a jazz band girl. Played the alto and the tenor saxophone. Saxophone. Um, and you know what they say about saxophone players, but I'll leave it to your imagination. But <laughs> I think that's what they say about saxophone players. But um, like I did jazz band, and so I wasn't in marching band, and. I obviously want, I went to like football games and stuff and like a lot of my friends were in marching band but I didn't really know about like this southern style of marching band. I didn't really grow up around areas where they did that and it was like a trip to watch. Like I've, I've liked watching video or videos, <laughs> movies featuring like you know, Southern style marching bands, and they're so fun. So this was a good movie. So let's get into it. Yeah, it's awesome. 
makes you want to watch some bands. Yes. And, uh, you know, before COVID, this was, like, a great fun thing to do. I feel like marching bands, I'm not sure how you guys can practice in a COVID environment, but I would love to see a marching Ooh. band competition right now. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> but, yeah. But, yeah, so we're going to get into Drumline. So we start off with um, our featured drummer, Devin, graduating from high school, and he's kind of there with his mom is like the only person that came for him but she has been his ride or die they are like very close and at the graduation ceremony the drum line plays and he is in his cap and gown and he kind of does he had created like a different beat for them a cadence to i believe i can fly yeah and he he brought it he brought it it was it was Um, done it was good. It definitely classed up a graduation classic. And everybody was bopping to it, so yeah. it was a lot of fun. Yeah. The drum dr- the the band director wasn't that happy about it, but he was like, you know what? You're graduating. Fuck it. <laughs> and as he's graduating, he, um, or after he graduates, he's like hanging out with his mom. She's like so excited. He graduated. He's got a scholarship to go play drums but he's like he has something on his brain he's like you know what ma i gotta go somewhere real quick and she's like where are you going and he like goes to a like train station or was a bus station or something train station train station and he goes up to the ticket booth and he like slides his graduation program or like the graduation ticket like in like the little change tray and it was so... I don't really even understand what happened. Like, apparently, the guy working in the ticket booth was his dad. And yeah. it just felt like kind of a throwaway. <clears throat> it was a little ham-fisted. It was silly. But yeah, like, <laughs> his dad apparently is the ticket conductor. And he was like, you know, I was wondering whether or not I was going to give this to you. But then I didn't because I didn't need you. And I'm going to Atlanta A&T. And I'm going to go on a full scholarship. And I did it without you because you were deadbeat. And then he bounces. And his dad doesn't even look like he recognizes him. Yeah, it's literally the first time that he has met this man. So, I don't know. It felt a little ham-fisted. It felt like, damn, like, we really gotta, like, drive home the fact, like, hey, deadbeat fathers, black people, am I right? Like, oh, yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. Yeah, it felt, I just it felt absolutely like, unnecessary. That's true, wow. It didn't add anything to the plot until, like, the very end. And really, it didn't even need to be there. It no. just was just like... Because they didn't come back to it. It was just like... Like, here's the stopover to just, like, shake our fist at, like, absent black fathers. Like, it's weird how often these old-ass movies, like, took a stopover. If they had any black people at all, they took a stopover to, like, mention that, like, sometimes they do drugs and be leaving their kids and shit. Which is a negative stereotype that is not at all, like, accurate of all or most black people. I also am like, wasn't this movie made by black people? I I'm just have like, no idea who it was made by. Uh, yeah, I guess I shouldn't generalize. But I'm like, yeah, it was... Wow, hearing you say it that way, I hadn't even thought of that. And if that, like... Ugh, such a stupid stereotype that's not true. It just felt like a weird stopover, especially considering, like, right after that, they just continue on with the story. And, and they never go back to and it. And never go back to it. We just... Pick up with Devin on the bus in Atlanta with the rest of the kids who are on their way to band camp. 
Yeah. And that's where we meet a few of his soon-to-be friends and line mates. We meet Ernest, mm-hmm. who's played by Jason Weaver. Some of you may remember him from Smart Guy. And he also played a young Michael Jackson in the Michael Jackson story. Jason Weaver had a career out here. And, he's, and he also sang, I Just Can't Wait to Be King. And he's saving his chips out here. So, shout out to Jason Weaver, black icon. He's in here, and he meets him, and he plays... His name is Ernest. He plays Annie Drum. He's just trying to make the line. We also meet Jason, who is a white dude who plays bass drum, but has the swag, has the has the love for the marching band. We also meet... Uh, who, do we, who is the other guy? So, we also meet his friend who played the tube. I think his name's Sean. <laughs> We're looking at the Wikipedia page right now, and I'm like, it's not ringing any bells. It's not ringing any bells. I don't remember them saying his name out loud ever, but also, he had a lot of screen time and dialogue, which mm-hmm. is funny. But he plays the tuba, mm-hmm. and they're on their on their way to Atlanta A&T, and they pass by Morris Brown College, which is a historic HBCU in Atlanta, Georgia, and they see their marching band, and their marching like band... Is tearing it down, and they're just like, "Who the fuck is that?" And they're like, "Oh no, that's Morris Brown. Like, they're the best band in the land. Like, you go into the other school that ain't got the good band. Like, the bus driver's talking mad shit." Um, <laughs> yeah, the bus driver was savage. But you know, they're like, "Nah, I love. We love the band. Like, once we get there, it's gonna be crunk." And they're just not ready for what they get. They get off the bus. The drum majors are immediately. Ready to go, foot in the ass. Like you no, gotta. Before they, before that happens, he meets Layla. Ooh, do you want to tell him about Layla? Yeah. So Layla, played by Zoe Saldana, is an upperclassman, which I don't know what that means. Does that mean junior, senior? But who's like on the dance team for the marching band? It's like. I didn't, again, this is another thing I'm not too familiar with. Like, I know of, like, the color guard being with the marching band, but not really, like, the dance team. That's usually a whole separate thing where I grew up. Either way, so she's, like, of course, she's gorgeous, and you ain't never seen two pretty best friends. (laughs) But, like, obviously she's gorgeous, and Devin tries to, like, lay it on thick, and she is not having it. But she isn't. She's not saying no. She, she's like being coy. Yeah, she's being coy. She didn't say no. She didn't say yes, though. <laughs> but yeah, then they go to band camp. Yeah, so immediately we meet all of the section leaders and drum majors, and they're talking about how each of their section is the heart of the band, how each of them are the reason that the band is going to be the shit. You know, each of them have their own little bit of an identity and a role to play. But the first interaction that we have that really sets the tone for really Devin's interaction with everyone. So we Dr. Lee. Dr. Lee is the band director. And the first thing that they're supposed to do is to be on time for early morning. So for, for early morning practice. But Devin being Devin is like, hey, we're going to go party the night before and so all of his new friends go to the club turn up have a good time and And it's like they're 18 amen whatever (laughs) (laughs) and and the next morning when they wake everyone up at 
438 on the dot. I know. It was so... I, was, it was, I noticed that too. It was like... Oh. It felt like torture. It was like, we're going to wake you up right on the dot at 438. <laughs> and, you know, Devin jumps to his feet, gets ready, and, you know, doesn't wake up Ernest, who is still passed out from the night before. And when everybody is waiting in formation, Devin, who is being a jackass a little bit, like, he's trying to be, like, all, he's trying to be the other way on purpose, is wearing all black when he's supposed to have a white t-shirt and gets called out in front of the whole band because he didn't help Ernest get ready for practice on time. He did Ernest dirty. He did Ernest dirty because, quote, he ain't Ernest mama. And so because he ain't Ernest mama, everybody got to run laps because it's one band, one sound. And so if one of us are late, we all late. And... (laughs) Unfortunately, Devin took his first L for the entire band right there, which is a recurring theme. Devin taking L's for the entire band. Yeah. So, after we have our laps, we have our sectionals, which is a big thing for his band, Marching Band Kids, sectionals, where us section leaders... I, I know section what leader. sectionals are. I was a section leader. I'm explaining to the people on the oh, pod, okay, Jonathan. Okay, okay when you're looking at me, you always like, the put only me person down here. like I wasn't a real musician because I was a the jazz band. <laughs> <laughs> We're nerds. So, Do you know what a sectional is? <laughs> so when we were... So in sectionals... We get formally introduced to Sean, a.k.a. Big Brother Iron Man, who is the section leader of the drumline, and he automatically has beef with Devin because he's insecure. I mean, just be keeping it real. Like, Devin is good, and Sean's whole thing is trying to break people like horses. And just be the best. Yeah, and do it while being the best, and he's just not the best. He really tries to embarrass people, and Devin is just like, actually, I'm more talented than you, so you're gonna look stupid. But, also, Dr. Lee is here to just, like, humble Devin a little bit and remember and remind him, you gotta learn to follow before you can learn to lead. But, you know, Devin ain't trying to hear that. Devin is trying, you know, he's trying to mix it up, and honestly, their band needs it, because Atlanta A&T is boring as fuck under Dr. Lee. Like, Dr. Lee has them playing... He likes the classics. And don't get me wrong. The classics are good. The classics are great. But the classics don't win. The classics don't win. You can have your Earth, Wind, and Fire. You can have your Stevie Wonder. You can have the Gap Band. But you gotta mix it up. You gotta throw in some Snoop. You gotta throw in some, you know, Dre. You gotta throw in some LL. You gotta throw in whatever's hot right now. But... Right now, they'd be throwing in WAP. Yeah. Right now, they would be throwing in WAP. But... You know, he fundamentally doesn't feel like hip-hop is music, which I feel like is closed-minded, and that's why his his program was sucking. Mm-hmm. But the president of the school was like, hey, if you don't get your shit together by the end of the season, you there out. may not be a program. So, you know, teach these kids how to do the musicianship, but you also better get some ass shaking because that's what gets the dollars. You mm-hmm. know, figure out how to blend it. But, you know, Dr. Lee is stubborn. He doesn't want to hear it. And, you know, we have the longest montage. This movie is all montage. It's all montage. That's why it's all drumming. It's just, like, constant drumming. That's why it was hard to, like, write a script for this movie. Because it's, like, a couple words of dialogue, big-ass montage, and then, like, 
a little montage break to move the plot and then more montage. Yeah. Worth yeah. pointing out some somewhere in this Layla starts to become a little bit more in- interested in Devin. Yeah, like in the breaks between like the montages of them like they start vibing. torturing themselves through drumline mm-hmm. camp. They start vibing mm-hmm. and uh, you know Devin starts to He's checking out her moves. And and she's checking them out. She's not She's like, "Ooh." She's like, at first she's like, "You know, I don't know who you are." And then she's like, "I mean, goodbye, Devin." He's like, "Oh, you, I thought you know who I was." Mm-hmm. She she feeling him a little bit. And then she saw his work on the snare. <laughs> and she was like, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> but before that, so Devin is, so like they're almost at the end of band camp and they, there's like really like one more thing left for them to do, which is to, uh, what? so they're officially like on the band. They, they have to get their positions. But they have to get their positions and... One of the things they do in formation right before they go, they uh, trail off, they get grilled on the rule book. And Devin, being Devin, he ain't about following rules. So, of course, he didn't read the rule book. And he would have no idea what the last rule of the rule book is. Which is, if you don't read this rule book, your head will be shaved. Mm -hmm. And so, Devin obviously didn't read the rule book. No. Worth mentioning, right before this, what I think the first rule is must be able to read music. Yeah, which comes back. And the last rule is, if you don't read this rule book, your head will be shaved. Your head will be shaved. And so the whole, you know, drum line brings him in and they're like, hey, like, you know, who's going to shave his head? But, you know, he acts like a little bitch and runs away because he's like, you know what? No, I ain't going to do that. You know, he's still really selfish. He's still a real, like, me, not we attitude type dude. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he he comes back around, gets his head shaved, goes to his audition, kills it, makes it to P1, which is like, you, you're guaranteed to be on the field. First chair. First chair, exactly. And, you know, Devin's riding high. Like, he's like, yo, I'm... I'm on the drum line. This is what I did it for. And his first game is coming up, and he's... You know, he's ready to do it. And, you know, right before... Well, as they're rehearsing for the first game, Sean is showing them the cadence. And while they're... While he's trying to, like, show it to them so that they can understand the sticking, because it's complicated, uh, Devin picks it up immediately. Just watches him do it by memory and repeats it 100%. And... And then, like, shows off a little bit. Like, adds a little bit more at the end. Yeah, like, like adds a little bit more flair. Like, Devin's a bad motherfucker on the snare. Need to be a little bit spicier, you know? Yeah, he got it spicy. And so when they actually get to the game and, you know, the crowd's there, it's turning up, it's halftime, the the crowd's pumped for halftime, Sean is like, hey, Devin, like, you want to take my solo? And Devin, you know, being cocky is like, yeah, I'll take it. And, you know, the, the upperclassmen on the drum line are like, what the fuck are you doing? And Sean is like, nah, 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 nah. Like, he's going he's gonna to freeze up. He's going to get scared. Like, and he's, he'll, he can do it on the field, but he's never been in front of a crowd. Yeah, like, he'll freeze up. And, you know, this is, you know, dick measuring contest to the nth degree. And they get out there on the field. The show is going great. It's a little boring, but 
execution is perfect. <laughs> I mean, like, it's still the EWF stuff. It's not bad. Like, I love it. But, you know, the uh, this is what the president is saying he wants less of. So they come to the drum line, which everyone is still hyped for. The drum line is still what's, you know, what people come for when they come to A&T shows. Mm-hmm. And Sean comes up. Like, the solo comes up. Devin doesn't catch the cadence. He kind of pauses. Sean kind of laughs at him. Starts doing his thing. And then Devin kind of, you know, gets the, the glow or gets the, the balls or it's whatever. Cojones. And just jumps out of formation and in front of Sean and kind of like forces the entire drum line to just like make up behind him yeah like make really just make up for this dude playing solo just like save the show it ends with Devin doing an awesome cadence the crowd goes wild everyone is like who is this kid on the snare Uh, all the alumni and boosters want to you know shake Dr. Lee's hand and make him feel like he's great but Dr. Lee is furious you know makes no this is before and makes Devin and and makes Sean polish all of the drums for changing the the show up and really like losing control of the the drum line and that's like a P4 job and that's you gave not even to a P1 but to the section leader so he's pissed I feel like we're like the in short. There's a lot of drumming. <laughs> like there's a lot. There's so much drumming. But this is this is the plot. This is the plot. So more drumming happens. Sean and Layla start hooking up. Like they start being a thing. Mm-hmm. They go to a frat party and decide they're gonna be kissing on each other. Ooh. And so it looks like Layla is Layla's going to introduce. Devin to her parents at the Morris Brown game. Now, the Morris Brown is the cross-town rival. And what we find out is that Dr. Lee actually worked at Morris Brown before he got the job at A&T. So there's a little bit more to spice of the rivalry there. Oh, I there. didn't realize that. I missed that. Yeah. Okay. That and, adds a little bit. And so when they're at the game, Morris Brown is playing the hits. Like, they got the crowd bumping. They got... A&T's band bumping. The pop hits. The pop hits. Like, the whole crowd is jamming, both, like, during the game on the sideline and then during their actual show. And A&T, all they got is, like, Fly the Bumblebee. Like, (laughs) nobody is really hyped for them. And... (laughs) It's funny when Dr. Lee, like, thought, like, that was him pulling it out of his back pocket, right? And it was, like... And so after the game, Devin is kind of, you know... You know, getting some attention from uh, A&T's, A&T's coach. And he's like, hey, like, you know, why don't you come play for me? And he's like, you know, you know, whatever, whatever. I'll think about it. And I think that was, like, yeah. And, like, when they were hurt, that's before, actually. Because, sorry, like, the plot is all over the place. It's a lot of plot. Anyway, back, there's more drama and shit. We find out that, like, Sean sets up Devin to sight read some piece and Devin can't do it and storms off and we find out that Devin can't read music which is the number one rule like Dr. Lee wouldn't have even recruited him if he knew that he didn't know how to read music so Dr. Lee is pissed and is enrolling him in a music theory class so he can try to figure it out but Devin is, you know, resistant because he feels like, you know, I do it by memory I don't know, I don't like need you're discriminating against me for like 
not being able to hear music, but I'm like the best player. I'm the best drummer on this drum line. Yeah. Yeah. So Devin goes to the class, but he's not really feeling it. And because he can't read music, Dr. Lee takes him off the field, which really pisses yeah. Devin off. I'm trying to remember, like, if the... No, because it was... He... He, that, he got into that fight like before he got taken That's off That's what I was telling you. Yeah. Like there's so much of this plot. He got into a fight at one point. People were mad but he's the best drummer. He was going to kick him off and then the guy the president was like what the fuck are you doing? And then he put him back on and then he found out he couldn't music and it was this whole thing. And at this point, him and, like, Layla had kind of broken up because of the fight, because that's when she was going to introduce her parents to him. And, like, really the drum line is, like, I don't even care if you, like, fucking Jesus, like, you're a problem and we're tired of fighting for you. And so they end up getting, he goes to, so when he's off the team, he goes to uh, the other coach and is like, hey, like, any chance you could recruit me, offer me a scholarship. He doesn't want to tell his mom his he lost his scholarship, and then um, they're like, "Yeah, we can give we can give you a scholarship, but only if you snitch yeah. on A and T and tell us what they're gonna do." Yeah, and, and so that's when Devin was like, "Nah, yeah, like I can't, I can't play like that. Like there should still be integrity." Yeah, and so he ended up going back and playing for A and T. So he ended up going back, and he's not even playing for A and T, but he, he's like on the. Yeah. He's so on the he's field, just like though. yeah. He's not even on the field. Like he's not part of the band anymore. He gets oh. he gets uh, a box of tapes from his dad. Oh, that's right. And his that's dad right. was that's in right. this like funk band. And so his that's dad That's like the only way that they came back to his dad. Yeah. And so his dad was in this funk band and so he had some of his dad's demo tapes mm-hmm. and he's vibing to him. Like he's like, yo, like boom. And so he wants to use the band equipment to like put down some some drum beats and when he gets to the band room the only person there is Sean and, and then they create a friendship of course Sean doesn't want to fuck with him but they create a this friendship it's similar to a decom in that the villain becomes a friend yeah it's like the rival becomes a friend mm-hmm. and he like he really had they really had to hash it out it was really like the most hyper masculine thing ever but like after they like had their little bitch fit they become best friends and like it's literally like stepbrothers like they have to have a fight and then like afterwards they're like did we just become best friends <laughs> and they did and Sean and Devin together create a show around Devin's father's music and pitch it to Dr. Lee and Dr. Lee is with it and Sean and Devin choreograph this entire show for like the BET Classic. For the BET Classic, which is like the big the show at the end of the show. year, the biggest show at the end of the year. T- tournament, not a show. Yeah, it's a tournament, and so the biggest montage of montage, like the rest of the movie, is really just a montage. So there's a montage of them practicing, then there's a montage of all the bands performing, then there's a montage of Morris Brown performing in particular, which is just really a P.D. Pablo concert with bad audio. I don't know who that was. Yeah. Um, and then uh, A&T comes on and A&T has an amazing show they go through the decades they go through the decades they go through the Jackson 5 all the way to like 2002 2002 like stuff that is sampling the Jackson 5 right so they really like do the time machine Mm -hmm. and for the first time ever obviously there's a tie because Mm -hmm. 
you know, you can't, can't stop the movie there. You can't stop the movie there. <laughs> and it comes down to a head-to-head uh, drumline battle. And, you know, Morris Brown's drumline. Like, honestly, like, keeping the buck. Morris Brown's drumline was, was, was trash. Morris Brown's drumline was, was doo-doo. Oh, I liked that one a little bit more. Really? I thought that, like, both... I thought that both cadences from A&T, like, would have beaten either cadence from Morris Brown, to be completely oh, honest. Oh, I didn't really like A&T's as much. But I thought A&T's I, first I'll one was, like... i opinion to myself. I thought A&T's first one was, like, super creative. I'll drink my water and move on. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, we can talk about it. <laughs> no, it's okay. But, anyway, like, they have... I mean, I was high. I don't really remember that well. They have a drum battle... A&T is out here pulling out flips and tricks and all kinds of cymbal flourishes and they oh, out here I playing the cymbal work. They they out here playing the you know the bass drums like bongos and shit like that. Like it's a different thing. But it's a really entertaining show. A&T Drumline wins. They have AJ and Free from 106 and Park to announce the <coughs> to announce the winner. And uh, yeah, that's really like the end of the movie. And like, Delilah just, and Devin get back together. Yeah, like, that happens before. Like it literally ends like right after they win. Okay. Like just like end of movie. Yeah, it wasn't at the same time. And then they have some like after the end final credit scenes. Some so. more beats. Yeah. But generally speaking, that was Drumline. Yes. That was a long description for. It was a long movie. It was a long movie, but there wasn't that How much that actually it? happened. It was two hours. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't that so much long. that happened, despite it being super duper long. <laughs> no. But there it was, was a like lot. A musical. <laughs> yeah, but that being said, I still think it was a movie worth watching because it was so entertaining in the performances, I aka liked it. like a musical. I liked it. Like, every single time they had the marching bands on the field, it was a ton of fun. Uh, They really had, like, great marching bands performing, and it really caught the vibe of, like, marching band. If you were, if you've ever been in a Southern Style marching band or, like, enjoyed watching Southern Style marching band, I imagine you've already seen Drumline, or if you haven't, like, definitely, like, roll one and watch it. It's an amazing movie. What do you think? Do you think our future kids will want to be in a marching band? Uh, it's possible. I, I think it's funny because KK is very into band, and I'm very into sports. Yeah. And in terms of like playing, I don't really like watch sports. Yeah, I mean, like I grew up in band. I didn't really play sports like in high school or middle school. Like out, I played like flag football and like other stuff like that like outside of school but mm-hmm. never like, like into organized stuff yeah it wasn't like I wasn't really into it as much as it's like I kind of was on a track with band and yeah. I felt like especially at my high school at the time like if you were like into band like it really can be like all consuming like I had band as a class I oh, had yeah. band like every like afternoon and uh, and like on several weekends i was doing stuff with band so well, it yeah, really usually was people that are in band can't do sp- other sports yeah and it's like i was in like i was in the marching band in the you know the the fall and like we even did stuff in the spring and then i was in you know the concert band and also like the orchestra band so like i played in the pit for like the the plays like the musicals and stuff like that so 
there, there was a lot of like banned stuff. It wasn't like I wasn't into sports. I felt like I played basketball almost any every day in mm-hmm. the summertime, like, but I just never had the time to like play. It was really hard. I I had friends who did like play <laughs> football and basketball and try to march at the same time, and it was just like, nah. But yeah, it'll yeah. be funny. We'll see. We'll see, but I mean, I feel like generally speaking, like, our, there's gonna be like so many options available to our kids as far as things they want to get into. Like, I'm not even going to. Limit it to... Like, what if they're into robotics? Yeah. Like, what if they're into, like, crew? Like, they want to row. Like... <laughs> they wake up rowing money? Like, I mean, fuck it. Like, <laughs> we gotta... What if they're into gymnastics? What if you have the next Simone Biles? Oh, I, like, definitely am pro us putting our kids in gymnastics. Or, like... As or, someone who did dance, I have a lot of trauma or, from like, it. figure skating. You know? Ooh, see, I don't want to do sports where we're like we have to wake up early. <laughs> yeah, like what if what if what like, if kid is like, like crew and figure skating are both like the sports where parents are like, and I woke up at three o'clock every morning to take my kid to the rink, and yeah, I'm like, mean, no, I don't. You I mean want, you don't want like, to build the- a luge in our backyard like that <laughs> starts from our roof and like takes our kid down so he can learn how to. No, I, like, no. want our kids to do the sports where they can just, like, stay after school and then I can pick them up later. <laughs> <laughs> no, see, that's that's why. That's why your kid's not going to be the bobsled gen. You don't have the dedication. <laughs> I'm okay with that. <laughs> but, yeah, like, I, I want our kids to, like, find things that they're into and not, like, find things that I'm into and try yeah. to think that that's going to make me happy. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, it will, but will it make you happy? Like, that's what matters. But yeah, back to drumline. That was that was a detour. <laughs> also, we're not um, pregnant or planning on having kids anytime soon. So. Nah, no. <laughs> I don't was, want people to like sign. look into this as a like uh, <laughs> foreshadow. Yeah, no. I hope not at least. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, drumline. Go yeah, watch good it. Good movie. I liked it. Yeah. Did you have anything else you wanted to add to no. it? No. Yeah, there's plenty of people in it that you may know. Orlando Jones was Dr. Lee. He's been in all kinds of stuff. He's yeah. in American Gods most recently. Playing Dr. Nancy. Or Mr. Nancy. Uh, and, you know, he's been in shit. Like, yeah. Orlando Jones has been a working-ass nigga. And Zoe Saldana, same. Like, Zoe Saldana is probably just, like, sitting on her money right now. Because she's been in some blockbusters. Mm-hmm. True. And and Nick Cannon, like, you've, we've heard about Nick Cannon recently. He's out here being Nick Cannon. But yeah, Drumline. Good so, movie. I give it a puff. You give it a puff. I'll give it a puff. Yeah. I liked it. I definitely feel like it's better high because, I mean, honestly, like, it's... All the dialogue is pretty ridiculous. But all the marching and performances still hold up really good. I feel like the actual review was really short and the description was really long for yeah. no reason. Yeah. But yeah, watch this movie. Watch it. Like, definitely do it high or, like, have a good drink. It was a fun It's watch a long movie, for, like, like eat edible. Night. Yeah. It was a long watch for a Friday night. I would say, like, order your pizza and wings and beer. Like, you can door dash all that shit now. Just order it all. Like, post yourself up on the couch. Have an edible. You know, watch them Do it. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But, yeah, we have a, we have a couple movies lined up. Couple so movies lined we want to give you a little taster or a little teaser of a little, a little taster of a teaser, a little munchy about what's ahead. 
little much about what's ahead. So we're thinking that one of our next decoms is going to be Up, Up, and Away. Which I haven't seen. And one that you have seen, the Lizzie McGuire movie. I didn't say it. The Lizzie McGuire movie. (laughs) So, Hilary Duff, who I feel like we all had a good time with in Cadet Kelly. Uh, oh, back yeah. to... That was a good one. That, that was, was one of the better DCOMs. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, so I'm excited to get some Hillary Duff back in our lives. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, what else What else do you think is next? I feel like we said we settled on those two, but there's so many more. We have yeah. Alley Cat Strike. We have... Horse Sense. We have Horse Sense. We have Luck of the Irish. Mm. Uh, you know, if you guys have any suggestions, also, let us I know. I think we should, just because of... The time of year, I think maybe we should review like a couple of Hallmark Christmas movies. I mean, I'm like, or Netflix. Like, I feel like Christmas. Or yeah, movies. yeah, Well, you know what I mean. Like the rom com Christmas. Ooh, my elbow just popped. A rom com Christmas movie, or like any any winter movie. Like you yeah. know, Grandma goes to Grandma's sled. What is that? Grandma, Grandma got run over by, by a reindeer. reindeer. or or you know anything we can review it so yeah give us some suggestions we're just down to review movies yeah another movie I want to review maybe Sister Act that's on oh shit that's on Disney Plus let's review that shit Um, (laughs) Sister Act so much you know actually fun fact about me is I did gospel choir multiple times when I went to college boom like I I loved gospel choir Boom. So, I felt so good every time I left that class. I love the Lord. He heard my cry. And if we do, if we do, Sister Act, we have our intro. And it turns out that while I'm not a religious person, I do love gospel music. It's beautiful to listen to. It really it's is. So it objectively much fun. is. It is so much fun. It's beautiful. Anyway, <laughs> it's the Mickey Mouse Greenhouse. I'm KK. And I'm Wiggles. And we'll see you next time with a DCOM. And a new president. We Well, we won't have a new president yet. We have a new president-elect. Um, <sighs> Feels good. Trump has been evicted, but it's still going to take several months for him to get his shit out. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, we'll see you then. Yeah. Take Bye, it folks. easy.